Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Hi, I'm Sabrina Steerwalt, and I'm Everyday Einstein, bringing you quick and dirty tips to help you make sense of science. According to the National Institute of Health, an estimated 50,000 people are diagnosed with Parkinson's disease each year in the United States and around half of a million people are living with the disease. Worldwide, that estimate is as high as 10 million people. Parkinson's disease, a neurodegenerative disorder, is characterized by the loss of nerve cells in the brain that are responsible for releasing dopamine, a neurotransmitter that helps monitor the signals related to pleasure, emotional responses, and movement regulation. As many as 47 million people worldwide are living with Alzheimer's disease, a more general degeneration of the brain characterized by a decline in memory and reasoning skills. An estimated 5.4 million Americans have Alzheimer's, and that number is expected to reach 13.8 million by 2050. But despite their ubiquity, the causes for both of these diseases are still mostly unknown, making it a challenge to catch the disease early. The symptoms generally develop slowly over many years and are more commonly found in older patients. Early signs of Alzheimer's cannot always be distinguished from normal memory loss with age. And Parkinson's is usually not diagnosed until there are clear outward symptoms, like the tremors, rigidity, or muscle weakness that characterize the disease, which means the nerve cell loss is already taking place. For both diseases, both genetic and environmental risk factors have been identified. For example, consumption of vitamin D and caffeine can be associated with a lower risk of Parkinson's disease. And now, new studies are beginning to take advantage of a less obvious but still common symptom that may serve as a potential earlier indicator for both diseases, the deterioration of the sense of smell. Before we take a look at the results from these studies, I want to tell you about a new podcast called Gone. What do the Holy Grail, Nefertiti's tomb, and Michael Rockefeller have in common? They're gone. But what happened? Where did they go? The search for these answers has me excited about a new mystery podcast called Gone. The hosts of Gone examine historic disappearances and the theories that they've inspired. Each episode analyzes in-depth research to figure out what happened to these missing people, places, or things. I recommend you check out the episode on the lost city of Tacum now. And with new episodes every other Monday, you can expect episodes on Hemingway's Lost Manuscripts, Blackbeard's Treasure, and many more coming soon. Visit Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and search for Gone. Again, that's G-O-N-E. 
or visit parcast.com slash gone to start listening now. That's parcast, P-A-R-C-A-S-T dot com slash gone to listen now. Now let's look at how our sense of smell connects to Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's disease. In a recent study published in the Journal of the American Academy of Neurology, scientists monitored a group of more than 2,400 people over an average of 10 years to look for a possible link between sense of smell and the onset of Parkinson's disease. First, the study participants were tested on their ability to properly identify common odors like gasoline and citrus, and then they were placed into groups of good, intermediate, and poor smellers. Then, after several years had passed, the participants were tested for signs of Parkinson's. Even when controlling for other factors that may influence the onset of the disease, like caffeine consumption or smoking, scientists found that on average, those with a poor sense of smell were more likely to be diagnosed with Parkinson's disease up to six years later. Although the link was clear when averaging over all of the participants, the link was found to be stronger in men than in women. There was also no definitive link found between sense of smell and Parkinson's in the black participants studied. The efficacy of our sense of smell as a potential future indicator of Parkinson's thus may depend on race, or as noted by the authors, the study may have suffered from a small sample size. Only 12 of the approximately 950 black participants developed the disease. More research is thus needed, and in particular, research that separates participants by race and by sex. In another recent study led by graduate student Jennifer Stamps and Professor Kenneth Heilman at the University of Florida's McKnight Brain Institute, investigated what has since come to be known as the peanut butter test. Patients are asked to close their eyes as a dish of peanut butter is raised closer and closer to one of their nostrils, while the other nostril is closed. Using a ruler, the researchers could quantify how well each nostril worked to independently smell the peanut butter. In other words, how close the peanut butter had to come to the nostril before its presence was sensed. The study concluded that patients with Alzheimer's could not smell the peanut butter as easily through their left nostril as they could through their right side. There was broad media coverage for this exciting result, an easy-to-implement at-home test for Alzheimer's, and anecdotal evidence suggested the smell test could predict the onset of dementia as early as a decade before a standard diagnosis. However, experts in statistics warned that the sample size for the study, while an important first step, is not big enough to draw any broad conclusions. In other words, for a sample of people to be representative of the broader population, the rest of us who weren't involved in the study, a large enough number of people have to be tested so that any other factors that may influence the results, like how much an individual likes to exercise or smoke cigarettes, are averaged out. If the sample of people studied is too small, a few outliers or exceptions to the rule could shift the results. The researchers in this study monitored 94 people, only 18 of whom were diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And in fact, a study published the very next year in the Journal of Neurological Sciences attempted to replicate the original study's result with a similar sample size, but failed to see the same pattern. 
Another very important caveat in interpreting the results from any similar study is that other things can cause a lack of sense of smell besides degenerative brain diseases. For example, inflammation, tumors, and even post-traumatic stress will lower our olfactory abilities. Even Stamps, who brought us the peanut butter test, warns against self-diagnosing at home, since slight differences between your left and right nostrils can also be normal. So the search continues for a clear indicator that could warn us of the onset of Alzheimer's or Parkinson's early enough that we may have a better chance of staving off the more devastating effects of either disease. And while the link between our sense of smell and different forms of dementia is well established, how we can harness that link for an early diagnosis still remains to be seen. Until next time, this is Sabrina Steerwalt with Everyday Einstein's quick and dirty tips for helping you make sense of science. You can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter where I'm at QDT Einstein. If you have a question that you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 